Hello everyone, I'm Sharon Fuehler with ABC to CEO, and thank you for joining us for another podcast, our Preparing for the Possibility series. And today with us is Greg Boyce. Um, Greg has had a very amazing career and has a lot of, I, I'm quite sure, looking forward to our conversation on advice for um, becoming a CEO. So Greg's career spanned 40 years, and um, a great majority of it was with the company Kennecott Mining and Rio Tinto. In uh, 2003, Greg was in the London office of Rio Tinto and changed uh, companies, taking a position with Peabody Energy, where he moved back to the U.S., and in a few years became CEO, and shortly thereafter became chairman of the board also. Since then, Greg has retired in 2015, but has been working on several boards, uh, multi-billion dollar international boards, Marathon Oil and Newmont Mining, and spends a lot of time on those boards nowadays, I'm quite certain. So we welcome Greg, and thanks for being with us. Well, thank you, Sharon. It's good to be here. So um, a lot of people who listen to us are always interested in whether or not you ever thought you were going to be a CEO when you were growing up or early in your career, or kind of when did this kind of gel for you that maybe I'm going to go after that, that role? Yeah, that's an interesting question, and I had to have to reflect on it a little bit. But I would say that, you know, always knew, I think, uh, at an early age that I wanted to have a successful career. But really, at that point, I didn't know exactly what that meant. Um, and it wasn't really till I got into uh, probably the first five years of my mining career that I began to envision that, you know, there was a possibility that I could continue to progress through these organizations. And then ultimately, at some point, began to think, you know, I could, I could run a company like this one of these days. Um, so I would say it was probably early to mid-career before it really cemented in my mind that the CEO goal, running the company, being the, being the chief executive, was something that I really wanted to do. I wanted to see if I could put my own imprint on the organization, both in terms of the strategy as well as the people and its success. Uh, but it was not something I thought about until that point in time. So knowing that today what we're trying to do with young women is have them think about this early in your career or in their career, do you think things would have been different if you would have thought about this when you were in high school or college? Um, back at the time when I got out of college, you didn't, as, an, as a young new employee, you really didn't participate in the development of your career path. That's completely different today. Mm -hmm. I think today, uh, both companies and, uh, and new employees have a much better collaboration around what their career path is going to be, what some of their future jobs are going to be. That wasn't the case back then. Um, I think if I had really set my sights before I started working on being a CEO, I'm, I might potentially have derailed myself because I may not have accepted some of the opportunities that were offered to me that at the time didn't seem like they were, you know, the CEO track. Interesting. But what I didn't know at the time is, you think about a successful CEO, they really know a little bit about everything, but they're not really experts in anything. <laughs> and so the, the more variety of roles I got, 
the better preparation I believe I had to become a CEO. And if I had originally thought and was designing my career, there's probably a lot of those roles I wouldn't have taken. And that would have been a mistake. Yeah. So really, one piece of advice is if somebody you trust suggests you take a role, you should take it. Absolutely. Um, I can think of a a number of roles that uh, I was offered and ultimately took. uh, And every circumstance, uh, it was way out of my line. I mean, I'm a mining engineer. But if you can imagine, at one point in time, they asked me to be the uh, director of public and government affairs. Yeah. It's like, what does that have to do with being an engineer? What does that have to do with being an engineer? I had absolutely no training for it. Um, which ultimately we'll get to another point I want to talk about, and that is how you approach roles, uh, particularly when they seem like they're out of left field. Right, yeah. Well, that is that is good advice, though, for people to think about. Not every role maybe seems like the role you had in mind, but you don't always know how it might be helpful later. Yeah, the first, the first four years of my career, I think I had over 18 different positions. Wow. So, you know, one of the questions is, was I not good enough to hold down any <laughs> position? Well, that wasn't the case. Of the case not. was, um, their philosophy was to, have, to move all of their young talent around so they could have this diverse set of exposures. And then, of course, as you started to move up the organization, you were in roles longer uh, so that you could learn by your experiences in those roles, in some cases learn by your mistakes, um, but hopefully in some cases see the positive changes to your impact in that role. And then that would just continue a progression on up through the organization. Right. And I think one thing you experienced, you had to be open to relocations. You had to be open to relocations. And um, at the end of the day, Sharon, you had to value the experience of people you were working with. Because I graduated with a lot of engineers. We all started at the same operation. And within about a year, 75% of them were no longer there. And one of their fatal flaws was, well, I've got a degree. So Mr. Um, Miner, who's been here for 20 years, you don't know anything. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Now, that's in any work environment, that's a dis- recipe for a disaster because what you have to do is recognize that your, your degree only gives you the ability to get your foot in the door and get started. It gives you some technical background and some training uh, that is going to be invaluable, but you have to rely on people for the rest of your career. If you think about a CEO, CEO is not doing things. The CEO is relying on people and the net and the team that they build around them to help drive the strategy and the success of the enterprise. Uh, whether it's their direct reports or all the way down the organization uh, to uh, what we call in the mining industry the front line. And so um, it's, it's, it's that ability to blend your ex- educational experience with those leadership skills of being able to learn from and rely on all the talent that's in your organization. Right. You know, I always, when I talk to people about being a leader, one of the most important things to remember is look behind you. Is anybody following? Mm -hmm. And you have to be attentive to realizing that you don't know everything and you depend upon a lot of people. And when they feel like you've got their best interest, the company's best interest, whatever the group is at that point in time in mind, they follow because they trust you. 
Yeah, because if you just break it down and you think to yourself, if you stay in every role until you are a master of that universe... You're going to run out of time to ever be able to get to right. be a CEO. Yeah. Right? So you have to get what you can, whether it's six months, a year, two years, and then you have to be ready for that next opportunity. So do you think anything going back to high school and college prepared you in any way? Not that you were thinking of CEO back then, but things that you did, experiences you had, roles you took on? Yeah, I think I think beyond the classroom, you know, the the sports and or the club activities and particularly in high school um, and if you can develop and work yourself into leadership positions whether it's you know uh, on the student council or uh, uh, you know a vice chair of a club or something to where you're in a leadership position you're having to see what it is to work with a diverse set of personalities and bring people together for a common objective that's that's leadership, and right. that's something that you could begin to learn. I mean, kids can learn it on the playground at an early age, right? It's not just uh, the formal learnings. Um, once I got to high school, I mean, to, to college, it was a bit more of the same. Um, in my case, uh, joined a fraternity and got into some of the leadership in the fraternity. Um, and then, of course, in my college discipline, uh, some leadership roles there, opportunities to uh, always raise your hand and, and pick a new assignment, whether it's a short-term team activity or whether it's a formal club that you're becoming involved with. Because mm-hmm. all of those things build up those leadership talents, which they don't really teach those skill sets purely in an academic setting. And, and sometimes it is learning by experience. Absolutely. Until you've been there, done it, you really don't even understand the words if you read it in a textbook. Yes. And, you know, all of life you're going to make mistakes. And the question is, what do you learn in any particular situation to be able to reflect and say, I could have handled that a little differently, or I might have approached it in a different way. Or if I had brought somebody else in earlier on, the outcome might have been different. And those are invaluable experiences Better to learn them in, in school right. than once you're on the job. Good point, yeah. So what about if you look back, what kind of experience do you wish you would have had that could have possibly better prepared you for becoming a CEO? Is there something that you feel like, boy, if I could have only done this, I would have been more comfortable, I would have whatever it might be. And you did have a lot of variety, so it wasn't like you were lacking Yeah, I I was fortunate to have a tremendous amount of variety. And every time I went into a role, I I took that role on and became a student of that role. I would bring in people that helped me understand what the role should be, what are the aspects, both technical and leadership-wise, that make critical success success around those roles. Um, so, So that was all great experience. Areas where you don't naturally get to do that, at least for me, was in the financial arena um, and was in the legal arena because those are pretty specific fields. Mm-hmm. But if I had had the opportunity to spend more time thinking back and learning more of, a, of you know, 101 of legal or 101 of finance, um, I think that would have helped as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So what about young women going into their career, starting their career? What, what might you suggest they be attentive to early in their careers? 
a, a couple of things. Um, first, I think um, be careful they don't get locked into any particular role or typecast in any particular role um, for too long a period of time. Mm -hmm. That would be a bit of a red flag to me. And we always tried to make sure that all of our employees, but particularly our female employees, had the opportunities to get uh, a diverse uh, set of experiences. Um, So that would be number one. And and the other half of that, the second part is um, to make sure that... um, my experience is, uh, was the, the women in our organizations that I worked with and other organizations, um, they're a bit more perfectionist than their male counterparts. And they'll go into a role and then as they see an opportunity to move, uh, whether it's the lack of confidence, I don't think it's the lack of confidence, but it's, it's, it's their... Um, innate desire to be able to say that they're absolutely uh, have the abilities to successfully do that role before they'll raise their hand and say I want that role so it's where where guys just you know they just raise their hand no matter what right (laughs) Uh, whether whether actually quite frankly they have the experience and the capability to do the role I wonder if that has to do with risk-taking it might be risk taking. It, it it might be the experiences that they had, early on, where not only uh, where where they felt like they didn't do a role justice because maybe they didn't feel like they were prepared. It's just I I can't put my finger on it other than say my experience is that that women would raise their hands less in general for a different role or the next level up role. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my sense was in conversations was, well, you know, I don't have any experience there. Well, that's the point. We want you to get that experience. Right. That's exactly why. And, and as long as you go into that role knowing you don't have any experience, then you surround yourself with people that do, you learn what the role entails, and then you use your leadership skills to make that role a success. Right. That's very good advice because I think that's probably true. And, um, you know, in the, in the spirit of full disclosure, I worked for you Mm -hmm. and, um, I can tell you that I also saw many women who, when I would talk to them at an early point in their career, it's like, I want to get ahead. I want to get ahead. And the men were the same, but as they got a little bit more experience, the men would start saying, you know, I want to be in that role. And the women would still be saying, I want to get ahead. And it's this whole idea of believing I can move ahead and I can get something that's much bigger than maybe I'm thinking of right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to go into it with a fundamental belief that there is no role out there that you can't take on, learn how to do it, learn how to do it well, and leave a positive imprint on right. it. And as long as you carry that confidence... Um, uh, and that belief in your skill sets, then, you know, raise your hand, you know, go out and promote yourself as the person that ought to, that's the next opportunity that you want. Right. Uh, and that'll keep you from getting stuck for any long period of time uh, in a role that's not really giving you the development. Yeah, well, that's, that's great advice. So what about advice to adults who are involved in the li- lives of young girls? Um, I'm even talking about 
you know, preteen girls? Are there things that you believe can be helpful to get the right kind of mindset started at a young age? I think there. I think there is. I think um, any time, as children are growing up, that you can appropriately get them out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to learn by that. They have to begin to learn who they can rely on, and it may not be just their two or three friends. Um, you know, we moved around a bit, and one of our relocations was over to uh, to London. Um, so we took our young uh, daughters over there. Um, you know, they had to make all new friends. I mean, that's that's part of life's experience. But it's also yeah, at that point you're completely out of your comfort zone. Right. It yeah. may be the same language, but it's a different culture. Different culture and completely new people. Now, I'm not saying you got to pick families up and move them all around, but I guess what I'm trying to say is look for uh, those experiences, whether it's where you travel on family vacations. Um, you know, uh, the, the sports or social events that your kids are participating in, um, when they're growing up. Um, and of course, at the end of the day, it's being a role model, um, because we all know that kids are like sponges. I mean, they, they watch and they see, and they understand the dynamics. And so anything parents can do to, to kind of emulate the type of leadership characteristics um, in their own circle, their kids are going to see that. I can remember being very, very young, and uh, my uncle loved to work on cars. And my mom and dad tell me that of all the kids, I was the only one out there he used, to, he used to say, I used to pester him because, well, what are you doing? And what are you doing there? Right. And what's that for? It was that. Curiosity. You know, not only curiosity, but an early age realizing that, you know, somebody older than me has this experience that oh. I ought to learn from. Oh, yes. And so um, those types of experiences, uh, I think, uh, kids can have uh, growing up yeah. through time. Yeah. So as a parent... Kids asking you questions is a very thoughtful thing because they see you as somebody with answers. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. And, of course, now that my daughters are much older, it's nice that uh, they still ask questions every (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's true. So um, what haven't we talked about that you'd like to add kind of to our conversation here? We kind of touched upon a number of things, but... uh, is there something else that you think you'd like to to share with our audience here today? Well, I think, um, you know, all of us, anything we can do to help um, young girls develop, you know, confidence at an early age, um, exposing them to these life experiences, really encouraging lifelong learning, because as I talked about, every time I went into a role, for almost every one of them, I had to learn the role, right? And I had to rely on all this experience that was around me. If you if you really are going to move up in an organization, you would have experienced this yourself. A significant amount of the people that you lead are older than you. That's true. So when you talk about leadership, it's not just leading your peers, but you are leading. Uh, you know, in some cases, generational differences, and that's a different thing to learn as well. Um, and then to really teach um, kids the value of experiences, even though they may be uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, I talked earlier about 
being put into the public affairs department. Well, I had to have media training. Here I'm a mining engineer, and right. I'm going down to the studio for media training. And then all of a sudden, I'm being interviewed on the nightly news. I mean, I was terrified. Right. But it was the job they asked me to do, and it was... We, we're in a home environment, and our little puppy has decided somebody's at the door. <laughs> Sorry about that, Sharon. No worries, no worries. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just this whole idea. And some of it is stretching yourself. I mean, sometimes you've got to feel uncomfortable to know you're learning something new. That's, exa- that's exactly that's right. That's not a, it, it may not feel good, but it doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. Yeah. If you're feeling uncomfortable, it just and, means you're learning. And learn by all your mistakes, because mm-hmm. that's a great way to learn. Don't beat yourself up over mistakes. Everybody makes them and anybody that you're working for or working with says, oh, I've never made a mistake. Well, just that's that's not really true. Yeah. And so you really have to then think about, because if, you, if you're afraid to make mistakes, then you're afraid to advance. And, you know, you just, you just have to be able to take that risk and move on. Right. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Great. And you are a wealth of experiences and uh, I'm sure many people are going to enjoy what you have to stay here so well thank you very much I've enjoyed it and uh, look forward to maybe coming back all right thanks Greg